0: Good morning. It is Matt Weaver here with BibleTruthProject.com, welcoming you to the 26th episode of my podcast. It has been an interesting uh, last several weeks through the holiday season. Um, we had a lot of fun with our, with our little twins and kids, and I've been finishing up some interesting books, um, especially the one I was referencing in the last episode, the one by Michael Heiser. I finished that book, found it to be really, really interesting. If you at all like deep things, like deep thought, highly recommend that book. And uh, I started another book and we'll just briefly talk about that. And then we'll go on to um, kind of what my thought is right now. That other book is is uh, the paradigm by Jonathan Cahn. Now he did release it some time ago. It's just sometimes I'll read physical books, sometimes I'll do audiobooks. So I was waiting for the audiobook to come out, and I got the audiobook, and I've started to listen to it, and it really is amazing. It really is amazing the correlations, uh, and if you will, the spirits that are behind these people. Like when I say that, I guess I'm saying the parallels. The personality types—it's crazy—and then you get into the details of the time, and it matches. Stuff like that is just not coincidence. Now, some would say, "Why the United States of America? Why the United States?" My thing is, uh, is this okay? We, We don't know the full picture yet. I've been studying this for a long time to try to figure out where everything is at, not because it's that important per se, as far as from a salvation standpoint in people, but it is from a standpoint of seeing what God is doing. Um, So many people look at it from an extreme end times point of view or a um, where I'm at personally type of a view and, and nothing in between. And we really need to look at what the kingdom is about now. And and the other thing is the correlation with the United States. Some people are like, well, the United States isn't in the Bible. It doesn't even talked about the Bible. It makes no sense. But maybe there's a connection. And if the paradigm is working in the United States, if it is mirroring that of ancient Israel, is it because its foundation and root is that of truly descendants of Israelites? Question mark. I don't know. I know there's a lot of different ideas and cults and different theologies and mindset that try to claim themselves to be Israelites. Not really into that. It's not really what I'm after. I know I speak a lot about Ephraim and kind of along the lines of two house theory, but but bottom line, I don't hang my hat on that as being the key for my life as far as me and God, it's a thing of interest, it's a thing I look into, it's a thing I love studying, I love seeing what this means and how it re- relates to us, studying Israel, and, and our position today as for the church, and it's a learning experience. Part of the reason I'm doing the podcast is so you guys can see the progression of, as I learn, how it shapes and changes the way I think, because there's always new truths and new things that the Lord is wanting to show me. And it changes the way I view things, and it creates a fuller picture. And it's one of the blessings that God gives us in life. I've, I've realized that humanity is, is mankind. We have to have a goal. We have to have a vision to shoot for. Otherwise, we just kind of pander out and, and get ourselves into trouble. But when we have a goal we can focus on and, and, and go for, we find it within ourselves to do so. And that is, that is that is really at its core... Uh, what God is wanting out of us. He wants us to take Eden to the world. Michael Heiser's book brought out that fact in stunning detail that God planted the planted the garden, put Adam and Eve in it, and then told them to go and replenish the earth and to plant and to dress the earth. So basically, in a sense, to take Eden, what they experienced in Eden, all over the world. And I find that to be... Uh, truly amazing when you think about that in every human, there's a basic desire for utopia. There's a basic desire for a place where everything is perfect and everything is the way it should be. There's that desire for it. And, And you look at any religion, you know, all over the place, you'll find people looking for that. And my, my comment to that is that that is because of the original call of man that God has given us. And that will be restored, I believe. And we will rule and reign with Him. But that's another, another subject. <laughs> My thoughts the last while have been kind of just... I've, I've been hearing different people talk and also spending time with the Lord and wanting to hear what He has to say. And um, I was talking with a, a, a brother on Sunday... And we were just chatting back and forth. And he was talking about how that Joseph is really what fits our pattern right now. And it got me to thinking. I had done a study on Joseph some time ago. um, And I remember seeing the parallels, which are uncanny. But Joseph is kind of an opposite of Israel. Okay, Jacob is in the land, Jacob and his sons, they dwell there. And Joseph is actually out in a foreign country, in another country. But he's doing the purpose and, and living the purposes of God completely for a moment, which Israel will be reunited, Jacob, I should say, reunited with Joseph. And if we look at what Joseph went through, he was, he was sold by his own brothers and he was taken into the land of Egypt. He was falsely accused, he was thrown into jail. Uh, first, I mean, think about it, sold into slavery, thrown into jail. But before that, you have an instance where Jacob gives him a coat of many colors. Now, the Hebrew for that indicates that it was more than just a coat of many colors. It was a coat of a, basic like a coat of a, of a covenant or status. That, that Jacob favored Joseph as being his firstborn uh, because of, the, of Rachel. And he loved Rachel the most. So the son of Rachel, obviously, was most treasured. But there was something special about Joseph. Joseph had dreams. And God showed Joseph that someday he would be a great man. And he spoke to his family about this and they obviously did not like it. Even Jacob questioned it saying, are you saying I'm going to bow to you someday? Years go by. A lifetime goes by. And Joseph is in a prison in Egypt. And All that time has gone by, and the king has a dream. And the uh, butler remembers Joseph in prison from years ago who had interpreted his dream. And he says, I know a man. And the interesting thing that Joseph says when he comes before the king is that, I cannot interpret dreams. It is God who interprets dreams. And after all that time Joseph still knew that God was the one who was faithful, not not anyone else. And so he becomes the vice regent of the land, unbeknownst to Jacob. He becomes the one of the greatest powers in the world. And all this time he's separated from his family. He's not recognized by his family. When his family comes to him for help and for for because they're needy of bread, they don't recognize him. To them he is as dead as dead can be, gone out of mind and out of sight. And yet, he was the man who gave them the sustenance. Now this is Joseph, okay? And Joseph was considered a prophet. And at the end, he revealed himself to, to his brothers. He sat them down in their order, and they all were gathered together as a reunion. It was a celebration. Now, jo- now Israel went through very much what Joseph did. They went into captivity, and they had to be brought out into a wilderness and then taken to the land. So Joseph became the pattern, very much, of the existence of Israel. Now having said that, the other thing that God says is that that Ephraim, which was the son of, the blessed son of Joseph, when, when Ephraim and Manasseh went before Jacob, Jacob crossed his hands, blessed the younger, Ephraim, and not the older. Manasseh was the older. Now the two half tribes were the tribes of Joseph. <laughs> But the blessing that God, that was given to them and then also what God promised to them, God is not finished with Ephraim. He's not finished with the children of Joseph. Today they are not recognized. Today they are not seen. But I truly believe very soon, for the purposes of God, for the purposes of Israel, it will be revealed that Joseph is still alive and well. And in fact, that Joseph is in a high position of authority in a position which he can save Israel and I think that we are going to be astounded by what we see and shortly thereafter I believe we'll see the exodus I believe we'll see the end of the age when Jesus comes back and defends his people and leads this world through the ultimate exodus his people through the ultimate exodus into the eternal realm whether that would be a millennial kingdom, whether it's a heavenly kingdom, it will be a change from what we have now. And I truly believe, I, I, the way I see it, that is the pattern. That's the pattern that was given us. I, I just, and I think, if we look at the parallels, it's uncanny. <laughs> the paradigm is amazing. It's a small little piece. That fits what's happening here in the United States. But what is God doing all over the world? It's the pattern. It's the paradigm. I believe he's shown us the pattern. And he's waiting until the time is right. That's all I have for today. God bless you. And be encouraged this next year. Let's let's pray and hope that next year is a, a year of tremendous release uh, of the Spirit of God upon all lands, and especially here in the United States and Israel. Amen.